Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Tragically Beautiful podcast. Do you enjoy gardening? Personally, I have a love-hate relationship with gardening. I love the idea of it, and I even love the planning, the planting, and the nurturing of the plants. And of course, who doesn't love the harvest, right? Over the years, I've gardened a little bit. I'm definitely a novice. (laughs) But admittedly, it's been a while since I've had my own garden. So when I decided early this year that I was going to create the most amazing balcony garden here at my condo, I was so excited to dig in, pun intended, and get to planning. I spent months researching plants, talking about plants, choosing what I wanted to plant, driving friends nuts with my obsession with plants. I was having a great time with it all. Not only that, but I wanted to make my balcony a sanctuary, a refuge for myself to enjoy all spring, summer, and fall long. I had such great visions of what it was going to look like. Okay, so if you've been around for any length of time, if you know me, if you've ever visited my website or scrolled my Instagram, you will know that Greece is my favorite country. I love the islands, they're my absolute favorite. And like I mentioned in my last solo episode, I am blessed to have been able to visit Greece many, many times. What does this have to do with anything? (laughs) Well, incorporating Greece into my balcony garden design was immediately my focus when I started my planning. I didn't even give it a second thought. I had everything mapped out. The decor I wanted, and ordered, (laughs) where I wanted my plants to be, where my little bistro set would sit, and then I just waited for the day that I could start setting things up, planting, or going to the nursery to purchase my starts. It felt like the day was never going to come, but I was having so much fun. In February, I cleaned off the balcony. Even though it was still so cold out, we had one day that was warmer than normal, and I took full advantage of that day to get my balcony prepped and ready to go for all the wonderful things I had planned for it. In February, I also planted a few of the seeds for plants I wanted to grow. This is the hate part of my love-hate relationship with gardening. This has always been the part of the process that I have the least amount of confidence and experience in. The seeds seem to pop out of the soil pretty quickly, and that's so exciting. But will I be able to maintain them? Will I be able to nurture them well enough that they can grow to the point of being ready to be transplanted? Will I be able to tell when a seedling is too leggy and take the proper measures to correct it? Truth be told, I have never been successful starting from seeds, but that's definitely something I'm working on. As all my supplies and decor started to arrive, I was so excited. Again, I couldn't wait to get out there and carefully and meticulously place every item in the place that I would decide it made the most beautiful impact. Why is winter so long? But eventually, no matter how patient or impatient I was, the day finally came and I was able to get outside and set up my balcony. I had gotten a plastic outdoor rug, many colorful planters, a planter stand, a soft top storage bench, and even two pillow covers with the Greek evil eye. Oh, and I had also picked up a hanging glass evil eye on my last trip to Greece, so that went out there too. But my favorite decor item slash idea was this. I picked up a plant hook that I hung in the corner of my balcony and then placed a beautiful flowy long white shear over it that draped all the way to the floor and beautifully pooled at the bottom. Totally reminiscent of what you might see on one of those gorgeous stark white cave homes on the Greek islands. I placed my little ottoman right between the two draped sides and created an amazing little reading nook for myself. It was everything I had dreamed of and more. When the day came that the local nursery opened and I could go look around, it was pure heaven. I remember recording a video and putting it up on my Instagram stories with the caption, POV, when you absolutely cannot wait any longer to hit up the garden center. It was April 2nd. 
Let me tell you, I visited the garden center several times over the next couple of months and picked out different flowers, plants, vegetables, and herbs. I even got a strawberry plant that produced three delicious, juicy strawberries that I ate on top of a salad one day. There were a bunch of different plants that I purchased during those many trips. I got flowers, like I mentioned, the strawberry plant, three different types of tomato plants, rosemary, Greek oregano, of course, lemon thyme, regular thyme, but honestly, the plant I was most excited to have in my tiny little garden was the cucumber plant. I love cucumbers. That plant started out so strong, I was so excited. Its leaves started to get bigger and bigger, and then in time, the little climbing tendrils started to come out. I put a stake in it and wrapped the tendrils around it, made sure it had plenty of room to grow and climb. I was so excited and waited in anxious anticipation for the day I would see the first flower, indicating that a cucumber was imminently on its way. So I waited, and waited, and waited. But suddenly there was no further growth. It stopped, like completely stopped. I still watered and fertilized and was positive I could revive this plant and get it to thrive once again. I moved it to a different place on the balcony. I researched what makes cucumbers happy, all to no avail. The plant died. I knew it was dead, and I was so sad about it. But do you know what I did? I continued to water it. Every time I watered the rest of my plants, I would water that dead cucumber plant. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) What did I think was going to happen? I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, you know, it's very rare that something that's dead comes back to life, but I guess that's what I was hoping for. Don't we do that sometimes in our toxic and abusive relationships? We continue to water and invest in something that's already dead, something that we know is dead, but we can't seem to let it go for some reason. I suppose we could come up with many reasons why. Maybe it's because of the ideals that we created in our head or the pedestal that we put this person up on that they didn't really deserve. Maybe it's because we're fearful of what might happen if we try to end the relationship. Perhaps this abuser has isolated us from other people in our life that love and care about us and we no longer know who to turn to or how. We might be financially dependent on that person. Maybe it's a societal or cultural norm that we're afraid to go against. Friend, the message I want to share with you today is that all of those fears, all of those reasons are excuses. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to hear that. I know that whatever you're feeling is very real to you. But I heard something recently that I just cannot shake because it was so profound and made so much sense. And this person was speaking in a business sense, but it applies here too. The only thing standing in the way of your success, and in this case we'll call success a happy, joyful, abuse-free life, the only thing standing in the way of your success is your excuses. Wow. When it comes to abusive relationships, I know that hearing me say that probably strikes a bit of a negative chord in you if you're in the thick of it right now. And that's okay. It should. Because like I just said, all those things you might be feeling about leaving feel very, very real to you. And they may actually be real. You may actually be financially dependent on your abuser. You may actually not know where to turn for help. I've been there. I get it. But something else I recently heard is this. Choose your hard. It's hard to stay in an abusive relationship. It's hard to get out of an abusive relationship. No matter what kind of abuse, no matter what kind of relationship. Choose your hard. Let me challenge you to think about it this way and make another analogy, if I may. 
The best way I can relay this to you is to think about inflammation. (laughs) When you cut your finger, you notice that it gets red, maybe a little puffy around it. That's inflammation. That's good inflammation because that's the body responding the way it's supposed to, rushing to the scene of the injury in order to heal it and get that healing process started. But I'm sure you've also heard of chronic inflammation. That's when the body is constantly inflamed to the point that it causes harm if not dealt with. This hits very close to home for me because I personally battle with chronic inflammation and have for years. And abusive relationships are just like that. The abuse, the hard, is chronic. But like chronic inflammation, if you don't do something about it, it will destroy you. Ending the relationship feels hard too. But guess what? Ending the relationship is a temporary hard, just like temporary inflammation, and leads to very good things. It leads to beautiful things that are on the other side. It leads to a wonderful life that you design. It leads to you having a sense of safety and security and joy in life that I know doesn't seem possible right now, but it is. It's a good hard. So choose your hard, temporary or chronic, good or bad. I know you've done your best. I know you've put in the time, done the research, tried everything you know to make that plant happy and to make it better and to revive it. But stop watering something that is already dead because you're just wasting your own time and energy for nothing in return. Even if at one time it was a wonderful and thriving thing, even if at one time you were so excited about this relationship, you have to remember that no matter how much you water that plant, that relationship, it will not produce fruit for you. There will be no harvest except what they take from you. And that's just not okay. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know, have you spent time watering a dead garden, i.e. investing into a toxic or abusive relationship that was already dead? Well, as I've been working on cleaning up that balcony for the season, this was what was on my heart to share with you today. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tragically Beautiful Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. For up-to-date information about what I'm working on and all the news and updates from the Tragically Beautiful and True and Lasting Wellness worlds, and believe me, there are some exciting things coming soon, I encourage you to visit my website, kathywisneski.com. Don't worry, I'll link it in the show notes to sign up to receive my monthly newsletter. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing, writing a review, leaving a comment, sharing with a friend, or taking a screenshot of the episode and tagging us on Instagram at Tragically Beautiful Podcast. If you or someone you know might like to be a guest on a future episode, you can apply by going to tragicallybeautiful.me and completing the form, or you can find it via the link in my Instagram bio. Also, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find more information and a link in the show notes. Each quarter, I choose a different abuse charity to share a portion of your support with in order to further help those who have survived abuse. Finally, if you're currently in an abusive situation where you feel in physical danger, please find a safe place and call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. The Tragically Beautiful podcast is released monthly, so be sure to subscribe so you can be notified every time a new episode is released. Until then, remember... You may have experienced tragedy, but it has made you tragically beautiful.